Good evening, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as part of Fan Sighted. I'm your host, Dayton Brown. What's up, everybody? I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. So we've got a very special episode for you tonight. In case you missed it, this is actually the second part of two episodes that will be coming out this week. So, in case you missed it, we broke down that New Orleans went over Buffalo with Christian, also known as Castle Blitz. Make sure to check that out. Uh, we enjoyed his company. It was uh, it was great talking with him. So, check that out. And we also uh, just guest appeared on Defeat the Curse. It's a Washington Redskins podcast. We talked with some guys there about the Saints' chances of um, making their win streak uh, from 7 to 8. So, check that out, too. But, yeah, we've got a very special episode for you guys tonight. We will be talking uh, Saints-Redskins previewing that game. And we've got a bunch of epic questions uh, from you guys that you've sent to us. We'll be answering. So, make sure to check those out. So. Yeah, yeah, going on that podcast with those guys was a lot of fun. I th- uh, it was the first podcast we've been on together besides yeah. Joe Leo's. Yep. Uh, since we've been on Who That Dish, so uh, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, they're a Washington D.C. based or Washington D.C. sports based podcast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, however, I am I was very shocked by their the confidence that they had in in, in the Redskins. Uh, you guys are <laughs> I gonna think have everybody to, was. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to listen to get the full details on that. But anyway, all three of them chose the Redskins to win. Tyler and I chose uh, the Saints to win, both by close scores. Uh, a couple of them had the Redskins winning by uh, a lot of points, so they they have a lot of confidence in this game somehow, some way. They don't think the Saints <laughs> yeah. are legit, uh, but you guys are gonna have to listen to that. Involved. Yeah, yeah. So we are gonna have them on the show, either one, two, or all three of them next week uh, to review the Redskins game, whether it's a win or a loss. Hopefully, it's a win, so we can rub it in their face. But no, it was a lot of fun <laughs> to be on their show. A lot of fun. Yeah, it was an honor. So. Yeah, it, it was super awesome. Uh, but yeah, they'll help us. Uh, review the Redskins game, and then also we have another special guest on for another episode next week, right, Tyler? Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, I don't have his Twitter handle on me right now. I can pull up pretty quick. So his name is Mark George. He is a huge fan of the Who That Dish podcast. He's incredibly knowledgeable. Every time I talk to him, I love it. He's he's a huge fan of the Saints, huge fan of the podcast. His Twitter handle, if you guys want to check him out, is M underscore George 5. He's a huge fan. So make sure to check that out, too, guys. Uh, it'll be an honor to have him on as well. So. Yeah, he's awesome. I've, I've interacted with him on Twitter a couple times before. Uh, excited to have him on the show. Uh, it's going to yeah, be a lot of fun. Me too. Going to have two different episodes of two different guests on next week. So, yeah. you know, that that's pretty awesome. Um, let's jump into articles of the week. We try to do this as often as we can, as weekly as possible. It's where we highlight some articles on com. Obviously, if you guys don't know, that's the affiliate we come from as part of Fan Sided. Tyler, go ahead and give me your, uh, your your article for this week. Yeah, so first off, guys, we always like to plug a little bit of our own, too. I know I don't always put as many articles as I assume you guys would like me to, but I will just mention, uh, keep an eye out for every other week. I like to put out some summary articles of our podcast. For those who don't have the time to fully uh, see, uh, listen to everything, you can't see it, you can only listen to us, to listen to the entire podcast for you just want to get a quick scoop on what's going on in the Who That Dish podcast, check out my summary articles that I do for you guys. We uh, we cover the just main main topics of interest from each segment, so check those out. But the uh, article I'm going to be covering today from Who That Dish is actually going to be by our lovely editor, Boy Anderson. Props to your boy. His article is called Saints, Five Keys to Hailing the Washington Redskins in Week 11. So right now what this gets into is 
Although the Saints are very dominant right now, what they've been able to accomplish, the Washington Redskins, despite it being a home game, are not a team to overlook. Um, their record right now suggests otherwise. The uh, Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, as Dan always likes to mention, they have a high-powered offense, and despite the injuries, they've been able to accomplish a lot in that fierce NFC East battle between Dallas and Philadelphia. But make sure to check out that article, and I know Dave will probably mention, make sure to check out all the fabulous articles at hootatdish.com. But what are yours, Dan? What do you got for me? You, you say I'm going to mention it, and then you mention it, and you still mention <laughs> well, it. Come on. Hey, uh, two, t- two is better than one? Two is better than one. You're right, you're right. Yeah. I, uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, the one I That's wanted to good. highlight was by Matt DeMello. Fantastic writer, always comes out with great articles. He resides in Australia. He's a, he's our Aussie writer. Great guy. Uh, title is Saints Have a Rare Shot at Sweeping Rookie of the Year Honors. Um, it, I didn't know this. I I had assumed that no team in the NFL, in, in the history of the NFL, had an offensive and a defensive rookie of the year on the same team in the same year. Uh, I guess that happened one time in 1957. Or, sorry, 1967. It started in 1957. 1967 was the first year. It was the... Um, Detroit Lions, uh, they did it. Yeah. So the Saints with Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, they have a good shot at it. They've been winning they do. Pepsi Rookie really do. of the Week. Uh, and then the article I wanted to plug that I wrote myself is called Saints Have Shown Dominance on the Road. Talks about how well we've done on the road, including that 37 win over Buffalo. We are currently 4-1 um, on the road. Talk about, I also talk about some of the woes that we have. So since uh, Sean Payton Drew Brees came into town, so from 2006 to 2016, we're 46-41, and not including this year, 46-41. and 40, Sorry, forty six and forty two outside of New Orleans uh, on the road. That's too uh, bad. We, we, which isn't terrible, but uh, it shows that our home record is so much better. But we, I yeah. mean, in uh, we we went seven and one in two thousand ten, but in two thousand seven we were two and six. We were three and five in twenty thirteen. So we we finished oh, okay. with some bad records on yeah. the road, but but this year so far we're four and one. So yeah, guys, be sure to check that out. Hootatdish dot com. If you're not living there, uh, you should be. So there let's go. let's jump into. What everybody wants us to talk about, what we're excited yeah. to talk about on this podcast, <laughs> Redskins Saints Week 11 game preview. It's in New Orleans. Uh, it's going to be noon Central Time, obviously in New Orleans, yep. um, against the Redskins, who are four and five, coming off a eight point loss against the Minnesota Vikings at home. Uh, the week before that, they defeated the Seattle Seahawks in, in a really exciting game that one of my coworkers actually went to. Uh, he's a Seahawks fan. He was very sad to see them lose like that. It, it was a really close game. Um, but, again, we, we talked a lot about the game last night with Defeat the Curse. But uh, for those of you who haven't listened, we're going to dive into it even more today. Yeah. So, Tyler, give me some of your general thoughts, some of the biggest matchups okay. to watch for maybe. What, what are you thinking going into this game? Okay, well, first off, I wanted to mention how um, it's funny. Obviously, you guys, if you're keeping up with all things of podcasts, you know that I went to the Saints-Bills game. And my dad and I, you know, although we may just be in Buffalo watching that game, we always like to keep up with the other stats, too. And I didn't want to check my phone at the time because I was lazy, so I was looking up at the scoreboard. And at the time, the Redskins had a huge lead over the Vikings. So initially, I thought that the Redskins had it in the bag. But to come to find out, the Vikings came back and demolished them. But, um, yeah, I think right now, although the Redskins may be 4-5, uh, that's the record, right? Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay. wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Say that and one no? more time. 4-5? What about wait? What about them being four and five? What was the question? Oh no, I was just saying. Although they're four and five, yeah, they're yeah, a yeah. Team, yep, they're yeah, four they're and five. a team that yeah. shouldn't be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think right now, like we mentioned, um, especially on this podcast, now we're going to mention now they have a very ferocious offense. You know, a Captain right. Kirk, as you like to mention, um, yeah. 
he is a quarterback that can get it done. You know, he's actually set to hit free agency if the Redskins don't do anything about it. But um, uh, things I would look out for, I think their offense versus our defense. I know obviously the Saints have been very ferocious. It's funny. Um, we'll actually mention this a bit later. Uh, their nickname is a uh, Bunk Gang or uh, Bunk Gang. Sorry. Bunk. Yeah, Bunk Gang. Sorry for uh, the mis- mispronunciation. But um, which is known for um. Again, takeaways. So I'm curious to see about that matchup. I'm also curious to see if the Saints, right now on paper, it, it looks like it's an 80-20 matchup uh, favoring the Saints as far as um, our offensive line versus their defensive line, which features former Saint Jerry Gillette. So look out for that. But um, I think that's what I would <laughs> – Beltman. But um, I think that's what I look out for. How about you? What would uh, you look out for? I think that there's a lot. To, I think you hit it right on the head with the, with Captain Kirk. Uh, first of all, first of all, Junior Gallet. I need to get the uh, get, get this going. That that's that's for Junior Gallet. <laughs> he's only had one sack this year. Eleven he's, players have um, done that for the Saints so far. Some bad blood between least. him and New Orleans. He's been talking a lot of smack on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll see what ends up going on. But yeah, uh, with with Kirk Cousins, almost anything can happen. You, you saw what he was able yeah. to do in Seattle two weeks ago. Um, he is a franchise quarterback. Talked about that last night. He's going to get paid money in the off season, just like our own Drew Brees most likely will. Um, so, a- anytime a team has a quarterback like that who who knows how to win games and, and can control, he's a great leader. Uh, they have a chance at winning. Uh, so you know, I, I, I agree. I don't blame Redskins fans for being confident. Um, I, I th- it baffles me how overly confident they are. <laughs> yeah, me especially too. coming off an eight point loss where it could have been just a blowout. In FedEx Field, like in their home territory, they almost got blown out, and now yeah. they're they're saying the Saints aren't a legitimate seven and two team because of our schedule, which is totally baloney, totally bogus. So I'm excited for those guys to come back on, so I can, you know, kind of kind of set the record straight. But uh, no, <laughs> it, it, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun to do Hopefully. that with them. Um, but the, I think I think the biggest thing to look for is how Washington's going to be able to handle our run. I don't think we can go from a game where we rely in Buffalo. Can't go on a game where we relied on our running backs to win us the game, essentially blow it out, um, to Drew Brees trying to carry us to a victory. Because I, I don't think they've been preparing him this season for Drew Brees to be winning us games. I, I think that they're having Drew Brees help us get first downs and, and obviously be Drew Brees be a great quarterback. But you don't see as many deep shots down the field, try to get the field goal range or score. You see Drew Brees obviously has 72% completion percentage uh on on all the throws this season mm-hmm. which is fantastic but that's because there are a lot Absolutely. of dink and dunks uh yeah you know underneath and what short pass god yeah so it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how they handle our run um and they're also dinged up there's they had 21 players on the injury report on thursday yesterday um their best tight end jordan reed arguably when, out. arguably when yeah. he's healthy one of the best tight ends in the league he's out chris thompson one of the best playmakers he's also out Terrell Pryor's out. Terrell Not that they've been out. using him a ton this year. Yeah, but still, like, that's another weapon down. So, with all those injuries, I don't know. I mean, Washington's receiving core is weak, even mm. with Pryor in there. And now that and Reed, and now that they're both out, it's going to be interesting to see. They you might have, have to have, land them. Yeah. Uh, Rob Kelly, I believe, is also on I. I mean, I mean, this team yeah. is just absolutely banged up. So. This should be a good win for New Orleans, but again, I I feel like when you have a guy like uh, Kirk Cousins there, and it's not like their defense is terrible either. Uh, they have one <laughs> of the better pass defenses in the league. Or, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. No, they have one of the better run defenses in the league. Yeah. 
So so that that that's why that's one of the matchups to lose. Uh, so their secondary is also really really good though with Josh Norman and Brashad Breland. Yeah. Um, so uh, DJ Swanger as well as well uh, back there as, as a safety. He's he's a, he's an aggressive guy. So really, it's going to be about how how they handle our run is really the matchup uh, I want to look for. Uh, so. I, I would also say that's like my key factor, my key to the game. If, if Washington <laughs> yeah. wants to win, uh, I, I I feel like they need to take shots down the field. Yeah, um, because they need to make it a shootout. They need to make it a shootout, right? Like they have. I, there's no other way they're going to win this game. Yeah, they have to and make I, it. They they have to grind out a win again. Yeah, and another thing too, I think here's the thing though. I they even mentioned it. Uh, DTC defeat to curse even mentioned it on their podcast is they don't believe, personally, from their standpoint, that if it gets to a shootout and there somehow our defense collapses, yeah, they don't think their offense is going to be able to put up 30, yeah. 40 points to keep up. Because I think this year is just a prime example. Drew Brees, he hasn't shown that he doesn't have uh, you know, the ability to take shots downfield. It's just that he hasn't needed to. Our offense this year has probably been one of the most uh, – offensively balanced teams in the history of the New Orleans Saints. To be honest, I, I don't think I've ever remembered a, a time where uh, we've relied so much on two running backs. You know, here's yeah. the stat for you. Right now, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara on pace, uh, yards from scrimmage-wise. So that means, for those of you guys who don't know, that means combined receiving yards and rushing yards. Two of them combined are on pace for just under 3,000 yards. Awesome. That is insane. That's awesome. Uh, and it, it's just, I think it just goes to show right now that, you know, when you use a different approach for a team, uh, you know, even like this team where it used to be all Jubilees, one-on-one, now it's, okay, let's take a more balanced approach. It just goes to show how well that can work. And, oh, here's another matchup for you that I think um, is really key to look out for. Actually, I found the stat for you. Uh, I found this in a, I think, ESPN article. The last time New Orleans had anywhere close to those uh, two running backs that have really been a one-two punch for the team was Reggie Bush and Deuce McAllister in 2006. They had a total of 25-62. Right now, in 2017, Ingram and Kamara are at uh, are on pace for 29-40. Nice. But um, uh, here's another matchup for you. What do you think about this? Um. Uh, oh crap! What's his name? Um, uh, Norman. Yeah, Josh uh, Norman. Yeah, yeah, Norman against yeah him against Michael Thomas. Who so, do you think is gonna win that battle? Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's what I can tell. I don't know who's gonna win that battle. I don't even know if Norman is going to shadow uh Mike Thomas. Yeah, he uh, might move him around a bit. What the Redskins like to do is just have Norman have their cornerback stick to one side of the field because they're confident in both of them. Um, here's the thing. Even if Norman wins that matchup, it's it's not going to matter. The Saints are still in fantastic shape. They're still going to run you the ball. Go to, yeah. yeah, you can go or you can go to Ginn. You could have Kamara come out of the backfield. Ingram can catch yeah, the ball. Ingram, we're, yeah. we're a fantastic screening team. So you know <laughs> we can we can block those cornerbacks fine without them you know shutting down Absolutely. a receiver. That was one of their. Um, I mean, I mean, uh, with, with defeat the curse, that was one of their points. Was hey, yeah. if we're able to shut down Michael Thomas, you know, that's your guy's best receiver. But it's that's like one piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it, one like, piece of the like puzzle. that's not gonna matter. Like if you spend all your energy shutting down Mike Thomas, Willie Snead is probably gonna get his first touchdown of the season <laughs> if you guys the pay funny... attention too much to Mike Thomas. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it matters either way. I would say Michael Thomas is going to win. That yeah. matchup, I think playing it. I, I, I have a feeling Reds, the Redskins are going to run more zone coverage than ever to try to stop the run. Uh, yep. 
you know, because, you know, you, you blitz, you get behind Kamara and the – so I think that they'll play a lot of zone defense so that they yeah. have the option to stop the run. But that that's what I think. And here's another thing too, though. I think Buffalo sort of uh, experienced this with the Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if a team wants to stop the run, they're going to stack the box. But Drew Brees isn't like most quarterbacks. He's beyond average. He's an above-average quarterback. Yeah. He's going to recognize that you're stacking the box, and he's just going to throw it downfield, you know? So right. I think right now, I I just don't think Washington personally, from what I've been hearing, from what I've been recognizing, you know, what I've been seeing, are not the best team to handle the Saints on all cylinders. No. I think they're going to probably try to exploit you know, obviously, I think Washington, I don't know offhand because I don't know the team that well. I think, obviously, they probably are suited specifically, you know, they're probably better on one specific part of the defense. Maybe the linebackers are very good. Maybe they're from four. Maybe they're secondary. They're going to use that part to help them, sure. I just yeah. think right now, the Saints can beat you in many ways. Yeah. We've seen this this year. It's just like the Patriots. Uh, you've seen games where Michael Thomas has gone off. Or have you seen games where... Kobe Fleers come to life and had 60, 70, 80 yards. You've seen games where uh, Ted Ginn Jr. has gone off for, I think, over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. This team can beat you many ways. I just think right now, I think right now, I think it would be a lot different if maybe the game was in Washington and if the, Wa- and if the Redskins were fully healthy. Mm-hmm. I just think right now, this team has so many different pieces of this puzzle. Yeah. Man, Washington's got their work cut out for yeah, them. I think that's, that's the sure. key, too. If this team Absolutely. were healthy, going up against a healthy Washington team, totally different. different story. Totally different story. But, you know, they're not. Um, and I feel like this team is easily um, exposable. Yeah, because I agree. they have talent everywhere, but uh, watching some of their games, watching some of their highlights uh, in preparation for this week, it looks like they are one of the least disciplined teams uh, in the yeah. league. I'm going to look poor up. Tackling. I, yeah, poor tackling. They, they they blow coverages a lot of the time. Some Big poor communication on offense occasionally. Um, their offensive line is also banged up. TJ Clemmings, their best guard, he's going to be out for the game as well. So it's going to be interesting to see a new guy. I'm going to look up um, their penalty – How they've been penalty-wise? Yeah, like, like how many yards because I, I feel like <laughs> – I feel like watching their games, they get a lot of uh, See, penalties. But and here's a few other things too. It's not even uh, while you while you do that. I, I want to say I'll stall for you for a bit, but uh, I'll mention some other stuff that I want to point out. I think it's I think right now, especially this year of NFL with all the injuries, I think right now, like if you had to take away one thing from the National Football League this year, yeah, it's not who you're playing, it's when you're playing. Mm-hmm. You could be we could be playing. You know, it's funny right now. We could be playing in the Wakeland Patriots week one and get blown out, for example. Let's just right. say hypothetical. But then we play, let's say we play them week 10, and you might have Brady hurt, Amendola hurt, Gronkowski hurt. That's a totally different ball game. Yep. And I think right now, another thing, too, is I just think right now, with everything that's been happening to Washington, you have to consider maybe everything's getting to them a bit. I think when we looked at with Tampa Bay right now, how we just blew things wide open against them. They sort of started to fall apart, and you look at right now, this team. I'm pretty sure going into halftime last week was a team that they thought they had this in the bag, you know. Yeah. And and then you started seeing Stephon Diggs getting open, Adam Thielen, uh, Thielen, who's doing really well this year, getting open. Yeah. Josh Norman getting blown over. I, I saw so many different plays where 
Norman, you know, would be trying to keep up with another guy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think he's a pretty decent cornerback when he wants to be, but he definitely talks a lot. But, so, um, so I was totally wrong yeah. on the penalties. Washington is second to last in the league uh, in terms oh, of penalties and penalty yards. 47 penalties on the year, 368 how, yards. How are we? Uh, we are 55 for 486, so we're not too far uh, behind them in, in terms That's of not being bad. really good. Uh, Carolina is number one, and guess what? We played Carolina. I think that that benefits <laughs> to the strength of our schedule. Uh, yeah. uh, PF, uh, who, who was a guy on, on DTC. You guys really got to go listen to that podcast. Pause this and go listen to the other podcast right now. Yeah. Just kidding. But, but, uh, what, I was, yeah, what I was just saying, though, I think right now, I think it's so much more than just physical players, you know, being physical. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the mentality of, okay, like, we've got a lead on them. You know, going to halftime, I'm pretty sure. Someone's got to check me on this. But, like, when I checked, you know, because me and my dad were looking up, because we knew, obviously, at the time, the Vikings were a very good team. They beat us, I wouldn't say easily, but they they beat us well enough. And, um, it, like, when we saw Washington have that game, we're like, wow, Washington's taking care of Minnesota. And then we saw the score, we're like, whoa, what just happened, you know? But I think maybe they're falling apart, you know? I just think, yeah. I think the Saints could take advantage of that. I think so, too. Smart yeah, thing. Yeah, and I think that the momentum that the Saints have – something that we haven't touched on yet seven games in a row confidence you're in your own stadium got your fans behind you one of the best places in the nfl to play or t- uh, it's and and toughest for for whichever team is visiting um i, I have a lot of confidence in this team is there anything else I you want you too. wanted to say before we go into score predictions any other stats or any other um, tidbits you want to say uh, how about you go first i'm gonna pull up if i can find it our our score predictions from uh, who did, uh, the who at this staff? Let's see if I okay. can find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll just. So go you with, just go into what you had. Yeah, I'll go with my score prediction. Um, I again, I, I talked about all the confidence that the Saints are going to have, uh, how how easily exposable the Redskins are, but I do think this is going to be a close game. Again, got to give credit to Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk. He can, he sure can lead a team. Um, I am going to say the Saints are going to win. It's going to be twenty-seven twenty-one. The spread okay. in this game is seven and a half points, which yeah. I, 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 th- I think is uh, really high. I was expecting it to be like three and a half, three, three and a half points. Um, yeah. I have the Saints winning by six, 27, 21. Honestly, if I had to lean towards, I would say they, they, they might even win by a lot more. Yeah. Redskins team is banged up, coming off a loss that was looking like it was going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Saints are coming off seven straight wins. Yeah, I, th- I think that's going to play. Um. Also, the Saints' margin of victory over the NFL season so far this year, uh, we were, I believe, um, third to last. We were third to last after week two. Uh, we are now the third best in terms of margin of victory, plus 11 throughout the season. At home, though, we're only plus six and a half. So a hey. little bit, little bit uh, tougher on the road for us this, this year in terms of winning big. But um, it, uh, so, so that's why I kind of have it a six-point game. Uh, mm. I, I, I I won't cover the spread or anything for the Saints, uh, but mm. I, I do. I, I I am saying if if my score is wrong, I, I feel like it's it's just going to be a, a bigger bigger <laughs> win for the Saints. So there you go. So for me, it's funny on the podcast uh, "Defeat the Curse" their podcast. I originally predicted thirty two twenty eight Saints. I think right now, the more I think about it, you know, it's going to be the dome. I haven't really been that like. I haven't been too, like, risking it for the biscuit kind of approach yeah. for the Saints uh, this season, especially in this game. So I'm going to say I'm going to say more. I'm going to say 
I'm going to say something, something on the lines of, like, maybe, like, 30 to 20. The Saints have been pretty good at keeping opponents under 20 for the most part. I'm going to say around 20. I'm going to say Captain Kirk gets gets some, some points, but the Saints are going to get a lot more points. And uh, speaking of predictions and stuff, we've got our fabulous Who That Dish staff on the other end with their score predictions. We've got our longtime buddy Dan over here. He's got the Saints winning 38, Redskins 13. We've got Roy Anderson, our editor. He has the Saints winning 27 to 19. And we've got Tony Twilley. He has the Saints winning 30 to 17. Now, awesome. as we speak about numbers, here's a perfect transition into our next segment. We've got a lot of uh, questions that are numbered. Uh, that was such a lame, cheesy. Boo. Um, <laughs> Boo. Don't don't use the sound effects on me. Boo. But, uh, <laughs> I won't. I no, won't. You're uh, okay. You're safe. Okay. Okay, cool. We've got some fabulous questions we've got uh, from you guys. So uh, what I'll be doing is I'll be listing them off to our other lovely hosts here, Dayton, and we will just go from there. So the first one, we've got some few questions from our good buddy, Ev Lyons. Ev, if you're listening to this, Ev, this shout-out is for you, bud. I appreciate the support. So he's from Facebook. He's got four questions for us. The first one is, how much do you think it will take to re-sign Kenny Vaccaro Alex Okafor and Drew Brees. Ooh, not enough money that we have. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you that much. I don't. They, unless we franchise Tay, we're, we're gonna have to franchise Tay. Probably Kenny Vaccaro is, Honestly, is what I'm I thinking we're gonna too. do. Drew Brees, he, he, he he's gonna be the highest paid quarterback I think next season. Yeah. Unless unless he loves New Orleans so much, which I think he does. If he loves it, love it enough to take a pay cut, but it's gonna be like. It's going to be like a 5 to $7 million pay cut he's going to have to yeah. take. Granted, we are really lucky that some of our best players right now are rookies, so they, they have you know Look. lower contracts, lower salaries. We've got to pay them. Mark Ingram isn't due up for a new contract yet. Our offensive line is, is in really Pretty good solid. shape right now, contract-wise at least, uh, and health-wise. Other mm. than Zach Streif. Um, but, I mean, Ryan Ramchek is a fantastic replacement there for him. Yeah, so, you know, absolutely. I'm, I'm not too worried about that. So, yeah, um, it's going to take a lot. I don't know if we have the money, honestly. Um, I, I feel like Okafor is probably not going to be on the team next year, unfortunately. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm worried about. Uh, unless, he, unless we get him, like, the vet minimum. Other than that, I think yeah. it's going to be tough. Yeah, so, okay, for me, this is what I'm thinking. First off, that's why I shouldn't mention this, but Carlos played a lot similar to, like, a linebacker cornerback. It wouldn't surprise me, you know, to be honest with you, if they threw something in there. Let's say, that, like, they franchise tag him. It'll be really interesting, similar to the Jimmy Graham wide receiver tight end situation. Oh, yeah. If a car almost fought for more money. Because yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure, cornerbacks get paid higher than safeties. Well, linebacker. So it wouldn't surprise me. We, yeah. He could say he's a linebacker, too, and I'm pretty sure they make more than safeties, too. Could be wrong. Yeah. But as far as and, the franchise tag, yeah. Yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me. I think right now... Drew Brees, I, you know, the thing is, a lot of people argue, too, that right now, you know, they say that, some people say that, oh, Drew Brees, for what uh, he's been doing, he should be making less money. Some people think, oh, right now we're underpaying him. So, I don't know. There's a big spectrum there. I think he's probably getting somewhere around 23 to $25 million per year, maybe a two- three-year deal, if we have the room for it. I think right now, you know, obviously, he's he's a lot of the glue that's holding our popsicle uh, house together, so I, I think obviously you need to bring him back. Okafor, you know, right now at the way he's playing, I think he's on pace for just under ten sacks around there. And maybe it might be like seven or eight, but he's playing very good considering he his contract is up. 
it wouldn't surprise me to see him leave. You know, yeah. I, I would love to see him stay because right now, I, I I very much hope so that you give if he leaves, you give Trey Hendrickson a bigger role. Hopefully, he steps up for you. He's been fine so far. Al Kaden Muhammad. Hopefully, he steps up. You know, he's still a bit raw, but it's going to take a lot, Ev. So the next yeah. question we've got for you, uh, he's got for us, is do the Saints have no choice to take a quarterback early in the 2018 NFL draft? What's your take um, on that? I was just listening to Colin Coward today on his mm. show. He had on, I can't remember his name right now, but he, he had on a highly respected NFL media guy. Um, mm-hmm. Am who, Schefter? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I would have remembered Adam Schefter. This he he was a writer from <laughs> from some site. I had never I had never heard of him before. Okay, but uh, uh, he was great. Uh, but he he said that this draft because of the talent with the quarterbacks that we have, or or that the draft class is going to have, it is going to be a sellers. It, it, it is just going to be a sellers draft virtually. Like so many teams. Is it are good be, or bad? That's good. A lot of teams oh, are going to be picking okay. quarterbacks. So yeah. I feel like the Saints are going to be obligated to take a quarterback. Now, whether that be in the first round or whether that be in the second yeah. round, I, I think that will be in okay shape either way. Um, and we also have to look at the free agent market. Uh, who's going to be franchise take? Because Kirk Cousins could be one of those guys. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could be, I doubt mm-hmm. it. I think the 49ers are going to hang on to him. But, you know, there could be some good free agent quarterbacks that we could go after. Teddy Bridgewater also comes to mind. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, to answer the question, though, I, I, I feel like they're going to end up being obligated to take a quarterback in the yeah. first round because that I think that would be the smartest thing to do, don't you? Uh, I I agree, but here's the thing. I think right now, obviously, the better the Saints do, unless they make some substantial trades. See, because right now I haven't personally. Uh, I know last year they, I got a lot into you know what position players are going where, uh, where they projected, you know that kind of thing. Right now, I'm not quite sure. I'm gonna have to ask some people. Um where quarterbacks are expected to be. But at this point right now, you, you figure at least, at the very minimum, at the way the Saints are going, they're going to have at least uh, pick 20 through 32. So you figure yeah. it's going to be farther at the end of the draft. And you don't know right now, especially considering the free agency, how much teams are going to be overpaying for quarterbacks that way. You have Kirk Cousins, say Bridgewater, etc., Jimmy Garoppolo. You're not sure how much they're going to pay there. So the Saints don't exactly have a ton of money just be giving out willy-nilly for a quarterback. So I figure exactly. if the Saints do anything, they're probably going to go for a quarterback in the draft. But we, at least I don't know yet where that's going to be, what they're going to have to give up, and if it even works out. Because obviously I know the perfect strategy for most teams is to take a quarterback every year because hopefully uh, with those odds you have one that works out for you, like Dak Prescott, you know, mm-hmm. or Tom Brady in this case. But um, I think they're forced to. You know, yeah. it might even have to be as much as I hate to say it, it might even have to be first round, you know, unless they want to do something like where they trade down. Maybe let's say let's say they've got like pick twenty six, trade down, have pick thirty, and get a, a low second round pick. That'd be nice because they gave yeah. up their second round pick for Alvin Kamara, who who has totally been totally worth it. Worth it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely worth it. You know, but um, all right, let's go on to the next one. Do you think a Ken Crowley is the answer at the cornerback position? Opposite Lattimore long term. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I the guy's only going to get better from here on. He's looked really impressive. Learning from Marshall Lattimore now that they're both kind of in this new thing together. So uh, I, I think so too. The, the scheme, as long as Dennis Allen is a defensive coordinator, I'm going to have a lot of confidence in Ken Crawley because he was able to step up and, and do well. So yeah, I do, I do think he's a long term answer. I hope he is. And for me, it's funny. Um, 
someone was making the comparison. It wasn't anyone, like some expert, but it was just a fan who was hypothesizing. Someone predicted that Crawley would be basically, at their best, you know, a very talented Jabari Greer for the Saints. Mm -hmm. And then someone predicted Lattimore would be like Darrell Revis in his prime. And now if the Saints got that combination long term, oh, I would be stoked. How many? You you can't tell me. I don't think anyone can tell me how many teams probably earn. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word. Uh, urge. I can't think of the word. Sorry, but um, earn yearn. Yeah, yearn. Yearn for a, a quarterback uh, tandem that consistent in Ken Crawley and Marshawn Lattimore. You know, I think any any team right now that doesn't already have a great tandem would love that combination. Because yeah. right now, easily, you have Marshawn Lattimore in the running for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Only in his first season. Can you believe that? As talented as he's been. And this is only his, his basement. He's still got, like, 30 flights of stairs to climb, you know? Right. And um, Ken Crawley's been... You know, so many people have said, you know, just give Ken Crawley the time, give him the opportunity, he's going to show up. And, you know, and I was hopeful at the very beginning... I. I a while back, I was looking through my old tweets, right? Uh, you know, to see what I mentioned with Ken Crawley. Uh, you know, my opinion stayed true. I was like, look, just give him the time. Hopefully, he'll show up. And he's been doing that, you know? And I, I'm i ecstatic that the Saints have a decent combination at their cornerback position. But I think he is. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. That's all right. Uh, but, um, okay. Next one we've got for you. Ideally, how long could Kamara, Ingram, uh, Kamara and Ingram play together? And then Ev goes on to say, dynamic duos in the NFL rarely last more than two or three seasons. Yeah, that's true. Uh, eventually, we're both going to have to pay them, uh, too. But, I mean, they're, they're coexisting more more than perfectly fine right now. So it's going to yeah. be more of a, is another team going to be able to lure Mark Ingram away if he becomes a free, or when he becomes a free agent? Hopefully uh, he, not. He's 27. Uh, this is his sixth year in the NFL. So, you know, I would say within the next four years per you know in, in a perfect scenario four to five years we're gonna have both of these guys on the team worst case yeah. scenario we have Kamara for five of the years and we have ingram for the season plus one or two more at least yeah um because yeah we're gonna have Kamara at least for the next four years which is fantastic uh ingram uh can't i don't remember when his contract is up i'm pretty sure it's after a next couple years season. yeah i think it's after next season is when his uh we we, we can re-sign him uh, so, you know, at, at least the next two years we're going to have these guys, hopefully yeah. longer. But, yeah, uh, yeah, four to five years <laughs> is, is the perfect thing for me. Uh, for me, I, I think right now the Saints, if they were smart, try to see what it would take to uh, re-sign Kamara for uh, as long as his body will take him. You know, yeah. I think right now they they he's the jack-of-all-trades, jack-of-all-trades for New Orleans. So, uh, but I think years-wise – wouldn't surprise me to see Kamara take a bigger role, Ingram uh, a smaller role, maybe because you figure, you know, Ingram's on the raw end of 25, you know, and um, yeah, so maybe a few more years. Yeah. I, I would say that. Okay, so now we've got some more Facebook questions. Thank you, Ev, for your questions, by the way. Shout out to you. Patrick McDonald asks, over under 10 receptions for Willie Sneed this season? Over under 10? Yeah, I I would say over. I, th I think he's going to start picking it up soon. But that's funny that we asked that question now uh, because yeah. preseason we were really excited to see Snead. Got yeah, the suspension. We he's been a little bit dinged up. Hasn't seen as much playing time. Obviously, our run game has been fantastic, so we haven't needed him. Um, I, w I would say over. I, I feel like he's probably going to have a game where he has three or four really good receptions, touchdown here and there. 
uh, and then he might pick it up for knock on wood. Hopefully we make it to the playoffs. Uh, when we are in yeah. the playoffs, if we make the playoffs, I feel like that's when he'll also shine. So I, I'd go over over 10 receptions. Me too, and here's why. I think right now, obviously, we've got a good amount of game left, uh, games left. But I think right now, you know, he, he's still trying to get a bit acclimated. I saw him in Buffalo. He looked good when he was catching the ball. I, uh, some other people have said maybe it was a thing to do with mental, you know, because obviously you have a dude that's suspended. He's hurt. Maybe that affects him mentally. But, um, I'd say over. I think right now he, I, I think hopefully down the stretch, he, he can make an impact for the Saints that yeah. hopefully would include the playoffs. So we've got one more question from Facebook, and then we've got a couple questions from Twitter. The last question from Facebook is, Sandra Campbell asks, explain to people what the bunk, or bonk, can you say it for me? Bunk gang. Bunk. Bunk gang is about, the under. Uh, then she refers to, people on Facebook don't understand the name. So ah. actually, I'm pretty sure, here, if you want to take this first, yeah. I got to find the photo that I screenshotted yeah. about it. So the official the, definition. The photo you got was from Urban Dictionary, which just kind of yeah. describes it. Where it <laughs> originates from, there was this guy on Facebook. As he just went by Boonk. Uh, he a couple of his videos went viral of him, and and I'm pretty sure they're all fake. They all seem fake. Hopefully they're not real. But pretty <laughs> much what he would do is he would be filming himself in a store, talking to whatever sales associate was helping him out. He did it at an Apple store. He did it at a couple convenience stores. He pretty much mm-hmm. did it at any store. Uh, he would just be talking to his associate, and then he would jack, steal whatever he could, oh, and run awesome. out the door really quick as he's filming himself. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, like I said, it's all fake, because yeah. there was one when he was in the Apple store. He stole, like, four iPhones. Two of them fell. Uh, and wow. so, you know, that was you know pretty but, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's translating for the Saints into a team who's able to create. Because, you know, they always pose Absolutely. after, like, a sack or a turnover that they force. So, you know, they're they're taking things from the other team. I, I think that's that's kind of mm-hmm. where uh, they get it from. But, yeah, Boonk Gang yeah. is just, like, you know, Boonk. That's who, that's who he was. He went viral from stealing stuff. Like I said, hopefully it was all fake set up. So. Yeah. So I'm not going to read the official Urban Dictionary um, because of uh, it's a little too specific. If you guys want to look it up, just look up Urban Dictionary. Boonk Gang. That'll give you all the details you need. But, yeah, as what Dayton said, this is a team that is trying to get turnovers, you know, stealing possessions, stealing – uh, you know, again, takeaways, they're limiting opposing offenses. I think that's the biggest takeaway they're trying to do. Oh, and uh, here's a quick uh, shout-out for me. Uh, guys, do you like Saints photos? I think everybody likes Saints photos. Make sure to check out my Twitter because I've been making collages as photos come out of the New Orleans Saints posing. It's been pretty epic. So we're up to, like, ten photos already. But um, speaking of those photos, the Saints actually have some admirers. Dan. I don't know if you noticed this, but the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. have been um, borrowing, stealing, admiring the New Orleans Saints. The Saints actually started this first, folks. We've got the inside scoop. They've been doing this since week three. But, um, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers last night against the Tennessee Titans actually had four interceptions. Kudos to them. They were stealing some poses. They mm-hmm. Their poses look very familiar. They were, stealing the, they were just stealing the entire idea of, yeah. Getting your defense together and first. posing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Can you believe it? Oh, well. You know, uh, beggars can't be choosers, but they say uh, a mockery is a fo- uh, sincerest form of flattery. So, or not mockery, but, uh, you know, copycatting. Yeah, imitation. imitation. So, we've got two more questions for you guys. Two fabulous questions. Uh, the first one is from, uh, his name is Colby. He goes on Twitter, at Chill Vibes K. He says... 
by the end of the season, what do you think our record will be? Um, looking at the schedule, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm about to pull up myself. I'm gonna say thirteen and three. I think we drop a game against the Falcons. Yep, uh, me too. In in Atlanta. Atlanta. Other than that, I feel like we're gonna win the rest of these games. I mean, look, Tampa Bay and Carolina. We both got to play them once a piece. Then we play Carolina twice, or excuse me, Atlanta twice. There's mm-hmm. four games right there, four divisional games. Uh, I think we're going to go three and one there. Uh, and then after that, I mean, the Rams game is going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But the Rams have not gone up against a defense like we, like, yeah. like the Saints have. So I feel or an like, offense like we have. Or an, or an offense like we have, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and they've been kind of, like, like the Rams defense, as talented as it may be, especially in the front seven, uh, it's not fantastic. Their, their offense has been winning them games. So, you know, if, if we're able yeah. to shut down their offense a little bit, we can run away with that game. Redson's game is going to be a little bit tough. Uh, other than that, I, I feel like we're, we're, we're going to run away with, with this, uh, <laughs> with, with the rest of the season. I say we go 13 and three. I, I, you don't know how happy I am to hear that, you know, yeah. so many Saints fans, you know, so many different analysts have saying this is the Saints division to lose, you know, and yeah. you know how happy that makes me. Considering I've lived through so many seven and nines, it's finally you know, I'm like choking up over here. It's finally happy to see some wins for the Saints season. But I've got either thirteen and three or twelve and four. If the Saints lose one, it will be to the Rams. If the Saints lose mm-hmm. two, it'll be to the Rams and in Atlanta. Yep. So we've got one more question here. A great question to um uh top the scene all off. Uh the Twitter account is uh, at Amahoney, A-M-A-H-O-N-E-Y, 81. They ask, how will our offensive line stack up to Washington's defensive line? More importantly, Junior Gillette and his return to the Dome. Mr. Beltman, what do you think, Dayton? Yeah, so I, I feel like the two guys we need to watch on the defensive side of the ball in the front seven for the um, for the Redskins, Junior Gillette's one of them. Zach Brown is the other guy, great linebacker for them. Um, yeah. I, I think our offensive line is one of the better in the league. I think Teron Armstead is... Oh, greatly underrated as was Jari Evans was also underrated when he was with the Saints mm-hmm. it wasn't until he signed a contract with Tampa Bay that people started realizing how good of a offensive lineman guard he was um yeah I, I think that this team this offensive line has it all figured out I I, I feel like that you could argue that the, our offensive line has been the best unit on our team the entire season yeah. I feel like consistent Drew Brees is one of the least sacked guys that includes the first eight, two games I think of the like season eight or nine times this year that's it that's crazy yeah it's that's, insane it's fantastic it's awesome to see obviously they attribute a lot to uh how well our running game has been as well and we're also a great screening team and it takes a lot for an offensive line to be good at screening because you have to be agile as well as big and being able to block I, I feel like our offensive line that that's going to be the unit we have to worry least about even to, yeah. even with the injuries we've had, because you saw Streif was out for, or he went yeah. out in the first game of the season. He's on IR now. Armstead was dinged up, as was Warford. When they're all healthy, forget about it, man. I love it. Yeah. And you know what the best part about it is? Most of them are young, too. Yep. Brian Ramchek, rookie. Andrews Larry Pete. Warford, yep. pretty young. Andrews Pete, pretty young. You know, and I think Toronto Armstead, relatively young. And you respond when you mentioned just big and everything. Man, that that play where Toronto Armstead pancaked that dude. Yeah, I, I I couldn't describe in words. Literally, that was the only other moment in the Saints Bills game where I was speechless. The other moment was um, uh, the moment with Sheldon Rankins, big man interception. But literally, I couldn't speak. I was just like, 
You know, I, I was just yeah. like, Drew Brees taking off for a touchdown. I was like, I Peyton Manning is doing it. You don't yeah. see it. But um, yeah. I think the Saints are going to dominate. The Saints right now have a ferocious offensive line that consists of players that deserve to go to the Pro Bowl. You know, so I think right now it's going to be a one-sided matchup. And hopefully Junior Gallette gets put on his feet and hopefully his his butt with his belt because Junior Gallette, you are going down. You're coming to the Dome for a reunion. It ain't going to be pretty, son. So um, yep. that's all the questions I've I've got for us. We just want to thank everybody for another amazing podcast. All those amazing questions. Make sure, by the way, guys, if you have some questions for us, make sure to send them to us. We'll mention our social media in a second. But, um, uh, anything you've got to thank, Dayton? Uh, nope, that's that's all the time <laughs> that we have for today. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'll pass it off to Tyler to do a quick little uh, okay. outro for you guys. Yeah. Quick little outro. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. As always, we appreciate the support. We love it. We've been so grateful and humble for everything you guys have been providing us. So, as always, who that? Follow us on our social media. Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter, of course. Follow the Who That Dish podcast account at the WDD podcast. You can follow Dayton over there. You can follow him at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me at Raymond Tyler M. Uh, Facebook, make sure to check us out on Facebook. We don't have a podcast account, but we do have Who That Dish. So just search Who That Dish. And finally, make sure to check us out on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Just search uh, Who That Dish or the Who That Dish podcast, and it will pop up for you guys. But as always, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for everything you guys have been providing for us, you know, the support. We love it. Yeah. Thank thank you guys a lot. Uh, be sure to follow us and subscribe anywhere you see us. It would be uh, greatly appreciated as well. Tweet us, uh, me, Tyler, or the official podcast account about the Absolutely. game, about the Redskins game. If you have any questions, just let us know. We'll be there to answer you guys. We, we love interacting with you. Um, love it. And, again, be sure to tune in next week where we review the uh, Redskins game, win or lose, with uh, Defeat the Curse, either one, two, or all three of those guys. And then we will yep. also be previewing uh, the next game. Uh, with yep, Mike Rams. Yep, with, with Mark. With Mark George. So again, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon.